it's, uh, it's great to be here. And um, as I said at the very beginning, we are going to have some pizza. If, you, if you're planning on staying, just give us a little wave if, if you're all up for... We just want to make sure, yeah, we need to make sure we've ordered, planted, we've done it. Okay, that's fantastic. What if you just turn in your Bibles, if you've got it? If not, we'll try and get it on the screen. Um, but if you could just, first of all, turn to Matthew in chapter 28, the Gospel of Matthew and chapter 28, and we're just going to read two, two verses together, verse 19 and 20. I'm mindful of children being in the service, so, um, you know, we'll, we'll do our best over the next few weeks to, you know, just try and be compact, but... We don't want to pull back in terms of what we need to declare and what we need to speak at this particular time. It was fascinating last week for those who were in, in Ilkeston in the morning. David Hind, Pastor David Hind, came and really ministered and laid a word into the church. And then in the evening, those who were here last Sunday, our last meeting at Field Mill, again, just give me a wave if you were here. I want to encourage you to just, if you do podcasts, to just go and listen to the message again. I've listened to it twice now. Because at the very beginning, and we listened to it again, Caroline and I, just before lunch. And uh, it just oozed out of him, the prophetic word. And it really did feel like he was just, it, it was almost a sigh once he'd done it. Because it just, he had to get out of him. And there were some very significant things that David said to us. Things that we already knew that were confirmed to us. And then there were some things that I felt was with a real freshness. That came to us. And one of those things was that over these next three months, we need to take the opportunity to preach about the kingdom of God. And so, what we're going to do over these next few weeks that we meet in over the summer, and it'll we'll come in it in different ways. We're going to be declaring the kingdom of God. He says, Don't preach where you where, where you what you're seeing, preach where you're going. I really like that thought. And and by faith, we 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 look across the town of Mansfield and we look across this area. We're not just preaching by what we're seeing, because often by what we're seeing, we can be a bit limited. But in terms of what what we're going into, there's so much to go into. There's so many people in this town that God is wanting to touch and reach. And so I just want to take a few moments to just, you know, really begin that, that, the the start of just um, speaking about the kingdom of God. So Matthew 28 and verse 19 says this, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. What's the key word there? Go. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. If you've never been baptized, I don't mind whether you come from, well, I was christened or, you know, whatever. I was sprinkled with water. That's fine. But I want to tell you, if you're a believer, you need to be baptized, full immersion in water. And if you've never been baptized, it's not, well, I might do it. Well, I don't know what God needs to speak to me. God has already spoken to you. He's already spoken it's through this word. He's spoken to you. I want to encourage you to sign up tonight. Say, I am going to be baptized. I don't want this baptismal service on the 30th. We don't want this baptismal to be just around Ilkeston people. We, there are many people in Mansfield, I believe, that you may have come into faith and you need to be baptized. I want to encourage you to sign up tonight. So we need to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It's important, this instruction. I really believe it's a timeless and prophetic uh, instruction that comes to every generation. Because most churches, most churches just get to the point where they start well with going, but then there's a group of people that they gather 
And some churches can then go in on themselves and they like one another's company. And of course, we're a family, so of course you like one another's company. And it's been a good buzz tonight and I've, I've loved it. People are connecting and saying hi. It's wonderful. We want all of that. But we're not called to stay. We're called to go. Therefore, go into all of the world. It wasn't, now you can stay. Now you've got what you need. You've received Jesus as Lord. You're now baptized and filled with the Spirit and your life's getting sorted. It wasn't, now you can stay. The command is for us to go. To go. And we need to be people who are committed to the going. This church is about going. We don't want to stay, we want to go. Now, I'm not all encouraging now to say, right then, Christian, we're all off to, you know, Taiwan and China and Uganda and all the rest of it and bye. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not encouraging you to do all that or I'm going to go somewhere else. You understand what I'm saying here, but we're wanting to have the spirit of going. And many of us look at it and we think, well, where can I go? Well, if you go to the shops, you can go. If you, can go, if you go to the school, uh, kids, you need to go. When you're in the workplace, you're going. What are we going with? What are we going with? Jesus. Jesus lives in us. And wherever we are, we just want to express his life and his love to those around us. And it's through a number of things that I believe we can go. I want to just draw your attention to another passage of scripture. I don't know whether we can get it on the screen again, but it's Matthew 4 and verse 23 because there are four things that I really believe that we need to go with, okay? And these four things we're going to really just ground into in terms of um, God's kingdom uh, coming through. So Matthew 4 and verse 23, it says, Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. Have you got that? Preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness amongst the people. News about him spread all over Syria and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases. Those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem. Judea and the region across the Jordan followed him. Our commission is to go. It's to go into the community. It's to go into the town. It's to go into the neighborhoods. It's to go to our families and our friends. It's to go to the people that we work with, those who we are uh, in school with. It's a call for us to go. One of my favorite verses, I've got many in the Bible. John 3.16, if I said John 3.16 to you, who could tell me what that says? Just uh, one, two, three. Many of you know that, that verse. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. And then there's a commission for us to go with this love. I want us to be a church. I want us to be a church increasingly that goes. And we express the love of Jesus to the world in which we live. This kingdom of God 
needs to be expressed in four particular areas. I want to encourage us to go with four things. First of all, I want us to go with the words of God. He says in Matthew 4 verse 23 that Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. You see, what, what Jesus was doing was talking about the Father, was talking about all that the Father wanted to do. And I really believe it's our, it's our challenge and our commission to go with the words of Jesus. We need to be people that speak and tell others about Jesus. Paul reminds us, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. There are many times, there are many regrets that I have. And one of the biggest regrets that I have is that in this town where I did school, I wasn't a witness for Jesus. I was just one that flowed with things. I didn't stand out brightly enough for him. I was ashamed of the gospel in many ways. And I really want to encourage us to never be ashamed of the gospel. Every one of us has got a story. Every one of us can tell somebody about Jesus. You may never be a preacher. You may never be good at articulation. You may never be one who wants to stand in front of people. But I want to tell you, every one of you has a story. It's a story of amazing grace. It may be that you didn't, weren't delivered from a life of drink and drugs. It may be that you ran just a very normal life. But Jesus saved you. He touched your life. I love stories. I love the power of a story. There's a guy in our church in, in Ilkeston. His name's Carl. He was baptized recently. And he t- begun to tell his story. And I was really touched by his story as he shared in, in baptism. Because he was ready to go and kill somebody. He'd got a knife in his pocket and one of the young ladies in our church saw him. Said to him, Carl, put that knife down. Carl had come from a very, very dysfunctional background. He, he, he just entered into a life of drink and drugs. And actually, he used to live in Shipley Woods. And, and, and it was interesting that I was with the police recently, and the police said to me about Carl that they used to go up to the Shipley Woods to just make sure that he was still alive. He'd lie on just a plastic sheet. And young people used to go up and urinate on him. They used to go and kick him. He used to go and do all kinds of things to him. This is the kind of life that this man led. And some of it was his own doing because he entered that world. But I want to tell you what started when Debbie Hill said to him, put the knife down, was a journey. It was a journey that he actually believed that somebody was interested in him. Started coming to food bank. Started receiving food. We started receiving more than food. He received love. And forget now the love of Jesus, he received the love of other people. People accepted him. They started to accept him just as he was. They weren't after him changing him. They weren't trying to hit him with a Bible. They were just wanting to express the love of God to him. And over a period of time, Carl, uh, with Jesus, really turned his life around. Carl is now wonderfully born again. He's now in accommodation. He's baptized. He's still on a journey. There's still a lot of Edges around his life. But I thank God for Carl. And Carl has a story to tell. And every one of you has a story to tell. And I want to encourage you to go with the words of Jesus. If I can just encourage you with this one final point. If we want to go with the words of Jesus, we need to be filled with the word of Jesus. We can't expect the words of Jesus to flow out of us if we're not filling our life with the word of Jesus. This word, this book, this Bible 
has life. It has life flowing through it. I want to encourage you to get in the Word and begin to tell your story. So we need to go with the words of Jesus. We also need to go with the works of Jesus. It says in James in chapter 2 and verse 26, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. One of the things that the Pentecostal church has not been particularly good at, and we're a Pentecostal church. If you want to know what that means, you know, come and talk to us afterwards. Doesn't mean that we're freaky or crazy. Just believes, means that we believe in the power of the Spirit to transform and change lives. And um, I, I, there's been times when I've been a little frustrated with the church, particularly the Pentecostal church, because it's all just been about the words of God, but we've forgotten the works of God. James reminds us, it's no good having all this, you know, faith if it's not complemented with works. And what I absolutely love about Arena Church at this particular moment and what the kingdom of God is wanting to express in, at this time in the United Kingdom, I actually believe people are going to be touched by food banks I believe that people are going to be touched by community initiatives. I believe that people are going to be touched by cap centers. I believe that people are going to be touched by all kinds of community initiatives that are arising. Why? Because it's the works of God. We're expressing works to people who are far away from God. And I really believe that God is wanting to do that more and more and more. You've heard me say this before. Where would Jesus be? If Jesus was now walking the earth, where would he be? Where would he be walking? If you think that he'd be walking amongst churches, you have another thing coming. He, had to, he struggled with the churches at that time. Where was Jesus? The Gospels tell us that Jesus was with sinners. He had a group of people that he had fellowship with, and, and he loved fellowship. But Jesus gravitated towards brokenness. Towards brokenness. I was again on my knees this morning just praying around brokenness. Just praying for broken people that I was seeing. Some of them I've never seen, but I saw the faces. I saw these people's faces. Just the pain in their faces. Just brokenness, brokenness, brokenness. I want to tell you, Jesus gravitates towards brokenness. And it's no good just giving them a Bible tract if they are needing a meal. What's a Bible tract going to do for them? And please don't get all, all upset with me. You're hearing me tonight. I hope you are. What's, what's the use of that? Somebody needs a meal. Give them a meal, then give them a Bible tract. We want to express the, the works of God. We need to go with this. The third thing is, we need to go with the wonders of God. I'm moving quickly because of time. We need to go with the wonders of God. It talks about in Matthew 4 verse 23 that Jesus proclaimed. He brought healing and sickness for people. News about him spread and all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain. Tonight we're going to pray just at the end for people who are in severe pain. We're going to believe in Jesus' name that that pain is going to go. I have faith to believe it, not because I have the ability to do it or I feel particularly good in this area, but I know that the Holy Spirit is amongst us. We've already welcomed him. And when the Holy Spirit is amongst us, walking amongst us, anything can happen. Anything can happen. We invite, just at the very end, for those who are struggling with severe pain, I want to encourage you to just reach out to God and we're going to believe for a miracle. But it says there that Jesus went around 
And those who are in severe pain, those who are ill, those who were suffering, those who were demon-possessed, seizures and the paralyzed, they came to his, him and he healed them. We need to go with the wonders of God. Jesus healed the sick and saw people set free. One of the words, and we have to tension words that was received last week, but David Hines says he really believes that we, uh, God is wanting to bring us into a, into a, 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 not just a season, but a lifestyle where signs and wonders will follow the preaching of God's word, where people will be delivered and set free. Maybe you're here tonight and there's something that's been really holding you back. And I really believe that as we come into God's presence, it actually doesn't need anybody to lay their hands on you because God wants to get all the glory anyway and we want to give it to him. But Jesus can do something as you, wherever you are, he can touch you and he can heal you and he can set you free. This is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of God. We need to go with the works. We need to go with the words, but we also need to go with the wonders of God. Some people forever asking, God, give me more. We have everything that we need. It's a revelation that's been coming to me, increasing me in waves. Christian, don't keep asking. You have everything that you need. I poured out my spirit on all people. My Holy Spirit is here, is amongst you. You have everything that you need. Everything that you need is already here at your disposal. You just need to reach out and receive by faith. And I really believe that that needs to be a hallmark of Arena Church. We might not have a lot of silver and gold, but what we have, we'll give you, in the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. Stand up and walk. And that is what we're believing for. This is the wonders of God. Why is it a wonder? Because I'll tell you this much, I don't have the power to heal anybody. If you ever hear anybody, I don't know matter how anointed they are, who tells you that they have the power to heal somebody, they don't. Only God has the power to heal. Only God has the power to deliver. Only God has the power to save. Only God. We must understand that this is the kingdom of God. We need to express the wonders of God. Some of you teenagers here tonight, some of your friends may not be particularly living good lives. They say things to you. want you to believe that the wonders of God are going to flow through you. As you get hold of your friend's hand just quietly in that cafeteria, you begin to pray. I really believe that God's going to do something. Just feel quickened in my heart for young people. A breakout of miracles amongst young people. In kids' church, I've been praying this for many, many years, Helen, you know I have. But the kids will be laying hands on kids, and the kids will be laying hands on adults. When we need prayer, these kids will lay hands. Because I tell you what, these kids just have faith. This isn't me flagging up uh, Isaac tonight, but he, he, there's, a, and there's an elderly couple in our church, Colin and Hazel Whitaker. Give me a wave if you know what I'm talking about. They're a beautiful couple. They passed it for many, many years. And Hazel really struggles with her health. Please pray for her. She's a good age, but please pray for her. And Isaac, he just, Caroline tells me, every time they go to school, he prays, God, I'm asking you to touch Colin and Hazel. Pray that you just bless them and help them. The faith, the faith of children. It's inspiring. And I'm really believing that we're going to see an outbreak amongst young people and children. And we're going to see the wonders of God expressed in this town, across this M1 corridor. Anybody hearing me tonight? You know, let's not limit God. There's no limit to what he can do. All we need is to have a heart that's open to him and say, Holy Spirit, please use me. We need more of his oil in our life. We don't just need his oil, we need his fire. My goodness, we need some fire. 
What Mansfield need is some fire. I'm not talking about matches and burning a building. I'm talking about the fire of God. Need more fire. It says in Mark 16 verse 20, And they, who were they? The disciples went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming his words with signs following. So as we preach the word, we believe in, again, not because of how loud we preach. I know I'm loud tonight. Or how passionate we are, but it's all about God. It's only God. But as we preach, we're believing that we're releasing a faith word. And it's being quickened in people's hearts. And people call out to God and receive a miracle from him. It's as simple as that, friend. And we're not running around in circles, circles, circles. We're believing for a breakthrough in Jesus' name. When I talk about Mansford, I'm talking about this M1 corridor. I really am. So we need to go with the words of God. We need to go with what? The works of God. We need to go with the wonders of God. And one final thing, we need to go, very important, very quickly, with the ways of God. It says in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20 in the message version, God's way is not a matter of mere talk, it's an empowered life. What I'm talking about, the ways of God, you know, sometimes we can have too much claptrap. There's too much talk. And there's not enough lifestyle. Are you hearing me tonight? I'm not here to condemn anybody. There have been times when I've sat in churches and I've thought, well, you know, I've done all the claptrap, but actually I'm not living this stuff. But in this season, there's no time for that. Friend, hear me tonight. God is wanting to settle it in our hearts. We're going for God. No more talking about it. We're just going to live for him. We're not going to live a double life. We're going to go with the ways of God. We're going to allow the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control to be an attribute of our lives. We understand that by temperament, some may be a little bit impatient, and that's where God has to process it. That's where I'm at. By nature, I'm a little bit impatient. But it's no excuse for me saying, well, that's how I am, and that's how I'll always be. No, the fruit of the Spirit is patience. I may not like it, I was joking with Steve. He said to me, he says, I know you want to be in this building. This for a few weeks. I know you're going to be wanting to be in this building tomorrow. Well, he was dead right. I want to, I'm like, just, come on, let's get in. It's all part of the process. But I don't want to be living my life in 20 years' time and still saying to you, oh, that, you know, I still have this issue. I want it to become better. I want you to be able to talk to my wife and say, you know, in one year, two years, three years. How is Christian doing in the area of patience? And she'll always be lovely and kind towards me, but she's, always very, she's also brutally honest. She'll say, you know what? There's been major step forwards in this area. This is going in with the ways of God. This is the kingdom of God. It's not just about works, not just about words, it's not just about wonders, it's about the ways of God, that we actually become the church that does shine bright. There's an integrity, there's an authenticity, there's a realness, there's a truthfulness about our lives. This is what I'm talking about. There's no bent to evil, there's just a pure pathway. I said a few weeks ago, there are many people who were pointing the finger at what we were doing, saying we were going to strip an asset out of Bosa Street and then we were going to run away with it. And what I, what I always said to them was, they didn't know our hearts. Our hearts were always pure. Our hearts were always been pure towards Mansfield and what we wanted to do. And now it's all coming 
to reality because instead of saying we've took an asset, we've now bought an asset and we've got a mortgage, we've now got to pay for the asset, which I believe God is going to help us with in a very, very short space of time without us driving with campaigns. I believe this mortgage absolutely is going to be licked in Jesus' name. While I'm on it, we need to believe for Ilkeston as well because we're all one family. That the mortgages just, just get licked because if we can release some more funding, we can put more workers into the harvest field in Jesus' name. So go with the ways of God. As I close, I've been really impacted again by General Booth. Phil alluded to it in his prayer because actually this building has resounded with the praises of God because Steve Scrimshaw just uh, got a historical report of how General William Booth preached in this venue. General William Booth has preached in this venue. Now I'm not getting all whoo woo Booth, although I feel like it because he's just one of my heroes. He has preached and he has declared the praises and the wonders and the power of God. He he encouraged people to come forward for salvation in this building. In this building. 1909, I think it was, wasn't it, Steve? 1909. So I'm impacted by General William Booth in his life, but I've been very impacted. And while Phil and I, we had a brilliant time in Slovakia, by the way. It was brilliant. It it was just good traveling with him as well. And uh, it was fantastic. But while I was away, I was just reading again the, 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 uh, General Booth's book. And let me just say this. General William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army. Actually, not a particularly great upbringing. Not, not sparkling in many ways. But you know what? He was touched by. He had a love for the untouchables. God so touched him. And he didn't just actually go. Because everybody talks about the Salvation Army. It was all about the works of God. Actually, it wasn't. William Booth was a fiery preacher. He also went with the words of God. We need both. We need all this. This is the kingdom of God, these four areas. And William Booth loved and served the untouchables practically. This is what he said about him. He'd often come home. His clothes were ripped. He'd been beaten up and he was blood-stained. Why? Because as he was preaching in some of the dark places in the east end of London, people would throw stones at him. People would beat him up because they didn't like what they were hearing. So there are going to be some challenges to us. There's no doubt about it. But this is what happened. In 1865, he started his first pioneer, I'm going to call it a pioneer church. Okay? In 1877, 12 years later, this one had now increased to 26. So there are now 26 churches in 12 years. So please get the statistics because it gets better. Right? But then... In 1878, so one year later, so they got 26, one year later, in that one year, they opened 51 churches. 51 churches they opened in the United Kingdom. And there was a release of 127 full-time evangelists. Guys, get this, please, the leaders, all the elders are here tonight. There's a challenge of resource and I just was reading about Booth and how he had a real challenge of resource and he needed some money and they took an offering and God just helped them with that offering. But then it seemed like just a year or a few years later, they've got 127 full-time evangelists. And this is the other thing was, and they were holding 75,000 services a year. The following years, they then spread to other nations got me thinking it really got me thinking it's not a grandiose plan 
It's not me trying to cook up something and trying to get on news at 10 or on the God channel or any of that stuff. But I've begun to think, have, I set, have we set our sights too low? Does God want to do more amongst us here in Arena Church? You know, it might seem like, you know, we've been laboring for a number of years and I'm sure it felt like that with Booth. But then God began to step in. God began to multiply. There was real momentum. And that momentum was necessary because God loves the world. And he needed more people to arise and go forth and go into the world. And I was impacted by it. And I thought, God, if you've done it then, I'm bold in asking, would you please do it again? In our day and in our generation, and not just with Arena Church, but with many other churches that are great churches around the nation. We need to go with the words of God. We need to go with the works of God. We need to go with the wonders of God. And we need to go with the ways of God. I believe this sets us up beautifully to declare as an introduction the kingdom of God. God is wanting to do great things amongst us. I wonder if Kev would just come and just gently play the guitar please for me tonight. We're nearly through. But before we do that, I honestly want to take that, that word. There are those who were in severe pain. In a moment, I'm just going to ask us to bow our heads. And I'm encourage people to just respond in faith as the word of faith has gone out. And I say that in the right sense. It's just that word of faith that has just gone. You're quickened in your heart. You're in pain. You're in difficulty. I'm going to believe tonight with you. We're going to believe tonight without us even coming in. We're not going to call you out to the front. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And then I'm going to ask you to reach out to God. And I'm going to believe as, as we pray that God's going to touch you and God's going to minister to you. But before we do that, I want to just ask people, because I don't know everybody. I genuinely don't know everybody that's here. If you've not been living how you should be living, or you've never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, and you wanted to say, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I so desperately want to give my life to Jesus Christ. You know, because your life's going nowhere. It's full of hopelessness. You know it. You just know it. And Jesus comes and he just loves you. He wants to love you, wants to care for you, wants to help you. I'm going to ask you to just lift your hand where you are. It may be that you've backslidden. What I mean by backslidden, you've just drifted far away from God. You just know your life's not on track. And God doesn't come to condemn you. He comes to love you. But he wants you to respond. May this be, you know, just a, a landmark occasion for you where you just say, God... From this moment forward, I'm going to serve your purposes. I wonder if there are those people here tonight, while every eye is closed and head is bowed, will you just raise your hand where you are? Just raise your hand and then put it down again. There are those tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else tonight who says yes to Jesus? They just want to live for God. They just want to live for God. Thank you. Anybody else this, this evening who's, you know, there's a young guy who's just a young lad. It's wonderful. Anybody else tonight who says yes to Jesus? It may not be the first time decision, but you just want to live for God. It might be you've been ashamed of God. It might not be you've been living, doing bad things, but you've just been ashamed of God and, and just not been bold enough and you just know it. You know, just reach out to God tonight. Is there anybody else who needs to say yes to God? I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for these hands that have been raised. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. I really pray, Lord Jesus, that every one of them would live for you. 
I pray, Lord, that this would be a real watershed moment in their life where they just determined in their hearts to serve you. I pray, Lord, that you'd stir up the gift of God in some of these guys who've responded tonight. I pray, Lord, that you'd cause them to be bold declarers of your truth and your grace and your love. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There are those who are in severe pain. I wonder if you'd just stand to your feet where you are now. Just stand where you are. Just stand where you are. Don't look around. If you are in severe pain, I want you to stand to to your feet. I didn't realize there'd be so many people. If you're in severe emotional pain, stand to your feet now. I'm not just talking about physical pain. Some people are in severe emotional pain. Stand to your feet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My God. Those who are sat down, just begin to let your praises rise to God. Those who are stood to the feet, just begin to, not intensely, just reach out to God. Just reach out to God. Begin to thank Him that He's touching you. You responded by faith. That pain in your body, that pain emotionally. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, release your word, Lord. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I saw you just walking amongst the aisles. Holy Spirit, walk now, touch people, touch people, touch people. Minister, minister, minister. Wholeness, healing, health, vitality, strength, release. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Bodies being touched, bodies being fixed in Jesus' name. Emotionally, emotions being fixed, emotions being helped in Jesus' name. Emotionally well balanced, balance comes to people, people's emotions in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. From the top of the head to the sole of the feet, touch these people, God, I pray. Those people have difficulty walking, may they walk freely in Jesus' name. Release miracles, we ask and pray. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we thank you, Lord. Just reach out and begin to thank him for what he's doing amongst you. Holy Spirit is here. Holy Spirit is here. Yeah, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. What if we all stand to our feet and make some noise, and I say that reverently to God.